We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. It's time for a top 10 showdown. First and goal. Penix under center now. Will go back. Play action. Wants to throw. Being pressured now. Throws it. I think it was picked. And it was. Jeffrey Bossa comes out with a football. This is an Oregon versus Washington week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by Grillworks Supply Company. Off Hall Boulevard in Beaverton. Come tailgate at the largest grilling retailer center in the Pacific Northwest this Saturday. Or visit them online at grillworkspdx.com. They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. Oregon versus Washington week with Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spray on Portland's sports leader, 1080 The Fan. Good morning. Happy Monday. What is evidence? All right, Trevor Bauer, go. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. No comment. You I mean. saw that one circulating the uh, the interwebs last week, and I thought, man, I'm glad I don't have to talk about that story. I didn't either. Good. Good for you. Think I cared? No. You mean more one-sided evidence of text messages and things that he's saying? Now, he's the one that's right, but everybody else is lying. I just I don't want to touch that story with a 10-foot pole. I was out on that last week. I think that came out Wednesday. I watched his video, and I went... Well, you know, he's got good defense in this video, but I'm too stupid to understand, and so I'm not doing a segment on this topic. (laughs) Everybody rushed to say, see, this is why. This is why you don't leap to conclusions. And then somebody else had a video that was like, he's blatantly lying in that video about a bunch of different things. And so have fun pitching in Japan, because I don't think you're coming back anytime soon. Well, luckily for you, uh, I was too busy pissing off our Duck fans the Tuesday that you had left. What'd you do, Bob? What'd you do? Well... You're discounting my team again. Nobody's given us a chance this year. Nobody's yeah. talking about us. Yeah. Underdogs everywhere. Look at the spread this weekend. I Underdogs. Know. I know. Nobody's given us a chance to win. It's a massive spread. It is. The entire week isn't dedicated to your football game. Not at all. We're the little engine that could, man. Built, not bought. It's all right. We don't need the stars. We don't need the glitz. We don't need the glamour. It was one of those, like, you left, and I was happy you were going to have, like, a little getaway thing, but I and I said this on Friday, while I understand why you left... And you look at the calendar, it made the most sense to leave last week. Mm -hmm. I think you left at the worst possible (laughs) week for my life. And so, like, that was just compounding as Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday went on. Yeah. And Tuesday, I was talking about a little look ahead at this game. Because I'm pretty excited about it. How are you not? 
It's the first time they've ever been both ranked in the top 10 when they, they've squared off. I couldn't believe that was a real stat. But I was talking about how one of the areas that I would be curious about or concerned or questioning is the Oregon secondary against what that pass attack is. And I was going through off, and we were talking about it, me and Swag. And as I had rattled things off and just talked about the matchups and Penix and Odunze and the secondary, <laughs> something got brought to my attention. Duck fan did not like the way I was talking about their secondary because I had glossed over the Colorado game. How <laughs> dare you? So I was like, you know, Hawaii, not really much of a test. You owned them on the front. Uh, Texas Tech, not a good passing team. And I was just like, it's a different animal when you take on Washington. And I immediately had Duck fan tell me, hey, uh, we played Colorado. I went, oh, yeah, they did play Colorado. That's right, bitch. We shut them down. <laughs> went, this is where Dirt would have he would have interjected him and like, hey, what about Colorado? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He would have come in off the top rope. How dare you forget the dominant win over the juggernaut that is Colorado football? So How we, dare you? Tuesday we had a hashtag bring Dirt back. <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel any better, that always happens when you're gone, too. Because I'll say something about Oregon State and be like, Ah, oh, you're biased. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's what the text line, oh, the beaver. It's like, okay, get out of here with this crap, man. I'm a duck. You're a beaver. This is how it works. I'm only contractually allowed to talk about my team, and you should uh, keep my team out of your mouth, evidently. How dare you? How dare you try and do a segment on the ducks without me here? How was your baby moon? Dude, it was great. Sun River is the best place on earth. I love it. Sun know. River, not Ben. Sun River. We did Sun River. There's a million things to do. I got one round of golf in, but I thought a sign of maturity. Only played 14 holes. Progress, right? We're showing that we're willing to give and take in the relationship. Why did you only play Yeah, why'd you cut it four? Well, because I couldn't get – one of their courses was closed, and so the, there was only one open, and I couldn't get a tee time till like 3 o'clock. And I was like on the 14th hole at like 5.40, and I was on the back nine then playing by myself. And there was a slow foursome in front of me that was not letting me through. Ugh, and it was one of those worst. like I just I'm not this is no. I'm not gonna get done till seven fifteen. No worse. It's gonna take forever. I'm cooking dinner tonight too, so I gotta get back. Mm. I'm not gonna cook till seven. Mm. I thought, look, it's parenthood, right? I'm already learning responsibilities. Fourteen <laughs> holes is enough, guys. There and I go. head back to the house. Progress. But no, it was great. We went for some good walks. The dog was exhausted. Weather was perfect, and it was it was a great week off. Swag, he he doesn't even have a kid yet, and he's already had to derail a golf round. See? For this child. Look I love this. this. Look at this, man. Oh, my God. It's big dirt. Big dirt's here. Okay. <laughs> big dirt's here. <laughs> big dirt's here. We're growing up in front of everybody's uh, eyes, man. Parenthood, here I come. Did you tell your family and they'll go, wow, <laughs> you are responsible? <laughs> I did not. I did not tell them that. No. God, those people are the worst, though. Just let me buy. Just let me throw Were you by yourself. Yeah, I don't. So the front nine, I got paired up with three randoms, but they had or already played 18 holes, and so they had, were going for a second 18, so they just played the front nine, mm. and then they were like, all right, we're done, and I was like, this is perfect. I got solo back there nine. I was all jacked. Played the first two holes in blazing speed, and then on the 12th tee box, I was like, uh-oh, this is going to take a and while. And you caught, did you, like, catch them on a tee box? Like, they knew you were right there? Uh, or? Basically, yes. The 12th hole was like a par three, and they I was pulling up to the tee box. They knew that I was behind them okay. as they were leaving the tee box, and I was was like trying to announce my presence with authority. Like, hey, let me tell yeah. you. Yeah. But you don't want to go too fast because then you're like, you don't want to be hitting into them as they're just walking off the green. So there's a balance there. But they did not let me play through. So you you learned a valuable lesson. You um, you did not do what most people in our situation do. And this is something we can teach you along the way. Yeah, what do you got? You got to play the child card. 
Hey guys, I'm solo. I hate asking this. My wife's back with the baby, which isn't a lie technically. Yeah, technically, it's not a lie. Can I just? I, I'm just trying to kind of finish here. This was a quick get around, get away round for me. Usually, most men would understand that and go, "Yeah, go ahead, tee off," okay. and then they let you pass. This is good advice. I don't know. These are all the new rules of parenting that I'm no. not aware of, dude. Always, in any time, any circumstance, you don't want to go to a party. You don't want to hang with a friend you haven't seen in four years. You want to get done with golf. Whatever it is, What's use, the play? use the children. <laughs> That's the play. I cannot wait to have that built-in excuse. Oh, it's amazing. I can't wait. It's like, I, I think if you're power-ranking perks of having kids, number one, tax break, right? Num- and it's a little, it's it's not as great here. Like, a little misleading on the tax break? The state of Washington gives their people $4,500 per mm. kid. We do 2500 What the hell's up with that? Washington's... They're a little... What's going on here? They're a little ahead of us in a lot of ways. Okay, that's bogus. Now I'm pissed and I might need to change my address before. I got some family up in Washington. I could pull some strings here. Uh, So I think tax break near the top of the list. Obviously, the joys of having a child is probably number two. Number three... (laughs) tax break, huh? (laughs) Number three is getting out of things and not having to do things that you don't want to. Because I already have that and I have a really hard time giving... Like, I don't have an excuse. If somebody's like, why don't you come over? It's like, uh... I I don't like you that much. Want to? Like I don't have I don't have that in my life. No, you know everybody knows that I have no responsibilities. Right, and so it's like, hey, why don't we go do X, Y, and Z? And it's like I just don't really want to, but I don't have an excuse to say that. Now I have the ability. The best part is that the fact that you can lie about it, and they can't differentiate what the lie and the truth is. Like, (laughs) hey, I'm I'm having this thing. Yeah, dude, I'll be there. This is months out. The the thing comes up, and you're like, I don't want to leave. I got this to watch. Yeah. Yeah, my kid's got a sport. Yeah. I mean. There's a game tonight, practice thing. And then you see me on Instagram once in a while, and what am I doing? I'm at a sport. So, yeah. like, you don't know if I'm lying or telling the truth. It's this, the greatest thing. This is truth. I have I have no idea. So let's, let's put this out as a poll question, a welcome back dirt poll question. <clears throat> we are power ranking the three. In order, best things of having a kid are, one, the tax break. Tax break, yeah. Two, just the kid existing. Sure. Yes. And having then, a child. And then three, getting out of things. Yes. An excuse to get out of get social out of, uh, yeah. gatherings. And that's the order. <laughs> that's the power The order. tax break yeah. has trumped having yeah. the child itself. I think maybe number four on that list is having really cool kid food back in your house. <laughs> No, you're going to hate that as soon as you start doing it. I mean, that's true. Have you seen, though, that they're coming back with the SpongeBob SquarePants macaroni and cheese? Did you see this news last week? I saw that and immediately got excited. There's never been a Kraft mac and cheese better than the SpongeBob SquarePants mac and cheese. Yeah. And it's back in circulation. I'll be curious to see if your kids become bougie bad food kids. So my kids are this way. You talk about the Kraft macaroni and cheese. I, I've bought so many packs of that just in emergency you know, instances. Yeah. The problem was I introduced my kids to the Shell Velveeta mac and cheese, which we can argue about this all day if we want. <laughs> I think it's better than the the Kraft. Controversial. And my kids love it so much more than Kraft that when I make really? Kraft, they complain. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's the cheese. It's the creamy cheesiness okay. versus like the powdered milk butter cheese. I don't know if I've ever... I, I haven't had much Velveeta mac and cheese in my life, so maybe I'm just not... I just haven't dabbled in those waters enough. Mm. I always think a craft is the superior product. It probably is in sales, but my mom, uh, she was bougie about fake cheese. She had <laughs> you a gotta power You got to be bougie ranking. about something, man. Uh, yeah, she just always preferred the Shell's mac and cheese, so we always had that one, thankfully. <laughs> By the way, can I give an RIP to Cool J? I saw that last week. You guys doing okay? 
It was yeah, we're doing all right. It's yeah. you know, it's a cat, but uh it's it's still weird. I yeah. walked in my garage this morning and I'm still used to him like making a sound and jumping out like, Hey, good morning, and he's not there and like yeah. I sat there in my garage and I'm like it's it's four fifty five and I'm just staring into the abyss of my garage right now. It's brutal, man. You guys lost a dog recently and now a cat as well. It's tough. It's tough when that stuff happens. Every time I look at my dog, it's one of the first thoughts that I have and I immediately get depressed. Yeah. Of, like whenever this day comes, I know I don't know I don't know how I'm gonna survive. You know, it's, this is going to sound really kind of dark, but you took it down here anyway. I thought about this with my dog in the future because he's pretty young. Yeah. I think the thing I would change about having lost a dog and a cat now, I think if my dog gets to that day, I'm going to pay somebody to come to my house and put him down. I'm not taking him to the vet. You want it to happen in your house. Yeah, because I remember taking my dog in and I just feel like the dogs know. I think the animals know. They can smell the death. They're like, ah, mm. oh, crap, nothing good happens here. Yeah. So, like, the comfort of your own house, being around them, laying in their bed. You know, it's super sad to talk about this stuff because it's Very hopefully sad. years down the road. But, right. yeah, I would change that if I could. I think that's a pretty good idea, right? I don't know how much it costs and what they need to bring. It's like 50 to $100 okay. extra than what you would pay. But I don't care at that point. Yeah, there is a serious fear of dogs. Go- like, my dog, I don't know about yours, but mine can't stand going to the vet. And I think it's from having something shoved up its butt as his first experience ever at the vet. You yeah. Know, when, when that happens to you, it's probably a little traumatizing. And he doesn't want that to happen over and over again throughout his life. Yeah. So I'm sure that's the initial fear but i can't even imagine what they smell when they go into those places i really think they smell like the because you know you got they smell every dogs crying there's whimpering yes. there's all sorts of sadness yes. there it's oh like, that guy's got worms <laughs> oh that guy's getting put down <laughs> get me out of here man <laughs> get me out of here yeah so that happened monday you left monday and then tuesday's show was when i made the organ secondary comment uh, i just kept saying hey my cat died leave me alone <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm going through it right now. It's therapy okay? Tuesday. You could, hey, we got to use the excuses we got to use, we man. I'm going to start using my kid, evidently. I'm not doing that yet. Well, it's good to have you back. I'll put the poll question up. Is this the proper power ranking hierarchy of why you have kids? <laughs> we'll put that up at Dirt and Sprague. And we have a lot to talk about today. Our old friend stepped in it this weekend. I don't. I don't know why, but I still root for him to be miserable. It's because you had to write an apology letter to him. Does he have to write one to the fan base? Because I think he should. He should. He probably should. I that was one of the best sports viewing things that I've ever like I turned to that game two plays before the fumble started. I was because I think the Oregon State game had just gone to halftime or something. And yeah, I'm like, it's about All right, that time. let's check in on Miami. You're probably over and you switch to it and it's Tim Hasselbeck just yelling, Why are you not taking a knee? And then the fumble happens. It's like, I can't believe it. I just witnessed that live. Well, I was wondering, we'll get to this later. Did you have a flashback? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, PTSD kicked in on Saturday night. So uh, we have a lot to talk about. Let's get it going. We'll start with local taste. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on a Monday on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, Andrew, what a weekend. The Ducks on a bye. Obviously now getting ready for Washington week. It's here. It's finally here. We're halfway through the season already. Happy Puppy Week, everybody. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll have a lot to get into with that game. The uh, Beavers played at Cal this weekend, and I sprayed the line with them, mainly out of, like, I don't know what else to do. I suck. <laughs> I just, I'll take any and everything. Hey, you went 2-1 and one this weekend, right? I did. Look at you. Yeah, I stupidly took the Vikings. Yeah, what was with that pick? I saw that one, and I thought, was that, like, did you listeners made bets for you kind of pick? I didn't quite understand that one. No, it was, uh, if you asked me who I'd pick in that, I would have told you Kansas City, and uh, then it was, like, just fade myself, just you go know? The, go the opposite. Hey, this line makes no sense. Why would I do this? <laughs> Ended up being wrong. When you end up reaching the opposite <laughs> point of gambling, it's not a good sign. No, it's I've, not. I've been there before. It's not a good feeling. But uh, I, I went into that Cal game like, hey, Cal's not very good. Uh, quarterback plays sketch at best. Defense not world beaters. Nope. And the crowd sucks. Go take care of business. Uh, they they scored 42 points, but or 52 points, excuse me, but they gave up 40 yeah, I feel like this is a game where the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Okay. Because there's two di- I think there's two different roads you can go down. Yeah. One first off, by the way, that Fernando Mendoza kid at quarterback, he's kind of that's a fun name. He was kind of fun to watch. I think they Mendoza. found a quarterback. Mendoza. He was running around making plays. He was like celebrating t- like he, I don't know. He was he was kind of fun. Total side plot. But I feel like there's two two roads you can go down here. One is your offense finally with DJ looked like the offense we thought it could coming into the season. Mm-hmm. DJ was unbelievable in that game. He was on the money. He made big throw after big throw, NFL type throws, incredibly accurate, showed the touch that you wanted to see. He he was phenomenal. And so I think there is an absolute takeaway there of a quarterback who was maybe I don't know, maybe it's the Aiden Child stuff pushing him a little bit. I don't know what's going on, but he finally figured it out. Maybe it's Cal being terrible, and they'll come back to earth this weekend against UCLA. But at least they showed you the flash of like, all right, we can be a competent offense. We know we can run the ball. Anthony Gould looks like a number one target, and DJ looks like an elite thrower in that game. Those are all positives. Then you gave up eight yards rushing to Cal and 40 points. Yeah. So it's like it's almost as if, and, and both of these things can be true and they can meld together. You covered the spread. I took Cal and Pacto picks against the spread just because I thought lazy kind of letdown game. You're off of an emotional win against Utah. I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon State comes out flat. That was not the case. Without an onside kick, I think Oregon State wins that game going away, and it's not tight in the second half. Defensively, though, I've had concerns about Oregon State all year, and they did nothing this weekend to to show me that I should not be concerned. Yeah, the thing about them defensively is they were missing secondary guys. A couple players were suspended for the first half who yep. couldn't play until the second. So, like... There are reasons and things you can point to, but to still like watch Cal, you, you talk about beauty in the eye beholder. I think it's a good way of putting it. I liked what I saw offensively. I got to admit, I still am not convinced that that is the offense 
They are. No, nor should you be. Um, UCLA is a really good test for them this weekend. UCLA is coming in off of a really good win against Washington State down at the Rose Bowl. Uh, it's going to be a top 25 matchup. I think it's their third in four games now, if I'm not mistaken, for Oregon State. That sounds right. So it's it's a, Utah, Wazoo, and UCLA. It's a nice little run here of, of playing real legitimate good football teams. And while DJ had a great day, I mean, five tutties, and he showed out in front of his family down in the Bay Area, I, I still don't know if I'm convinced that they have, that the passing attack is going to be kind of this. I'm still not sold on that. The running attack was great. Uh, defensively, I, I'm kind of questioning some things now, and I think this is going to be a good test. It's a little bit of what we talked about last week while you were out with Washington State UCLA, because Swag and I were like, why is this three and a half? Mm-hmm. Why is this three and a half? And by the way, side note, <laughs> you're the Washington State guy. You chose UCLA. I was very confused by this. Was I right or was I right? I mean, you were right. I'm, I'm just, still a Washington State guy. I just That's going on the road, and UCLA's right. got a legitimate defense. Here's the thing about it. I, I just wonder if Oregon State, Washington State, similar in this regard, when they're at home, everything kind of looks a little better. Yeah. Versus you go on the road, and it just doesn't travel as much as it looks when they play at home. And so defensively, yes, missing some key guys, but Cal to me still not a juggernaut offensively. I'm curious to watch them play defensively this week at home against a freshman because I could see that defense looking the part that they did against Utah again, whereas you go on the road and it's not traveling the way that you play at home. It's really hard to win games on the road, man. It really is. And I, I, I don't care what level you're at. I don't care if it's, you know, Pac-12 football, NFL football. It's not easy to go on the road and win. And I think we've seen examples of that. Washington State was a prime one. Where, yes, playing in L.A. at the Rose Bowl is not the most intimidating atmosphere. But there's just a comfort that you get from the home team. UCLA looks like a different team when they're playing at home. We'll see if that trend ends this weekend when they come up to Cor- Corvallis. And I'm really excited about that game. Giving up eight yards of carry to a team that you knew was going to try and run the football is a major red flag. Yeah. It just is. And Oregon State's defense, at least at this point in the year, the secondary had been the main concern. When they played a legitimate passing offense in Washington State, they got torched. It wasn't necessarily giving up chunk plays over and over again on the ground. Now you have that that you need to worry about. And so I, I think you're wondering, is this just an outlier? Is this one of those weird games because of what you're talking about? A couple of key guys were out up front, and Cal just found something schematically that worked against Oregon State, and now they can patch those holes? Or does it travel, and this is going to be a problem kind of week in and week out for you? These are questions we just don't know the answer to. And you should still question the offense they've had games where they've looked horrible Mm -hmm. over the last couple of weeks and stretches where they've looked really bad and you don't overreact to one game if you come home and do it against UCLA who was legitimate defensively and they proved that this weekend I think then maybe you can start to buy in and believe that that they have figured something out it's one of the hardest things I think no matter who you're rooting for in college football to acknowledge teams especially at this level are going to get better as the year goes on at least you hope that they will As long as injuries don't derail everything, you're going to find little things that work for you. You're going to find matchup advantages. You're going to find formations. Like You're just going to evolve and get better as the season goes on. And so I think if you're an Oregon State fan, that's your hope out of that game is that something clicked offensively and now it's going to show itself again this week. Because if you're going to play that level of defense, I don't think you want to put your offense in the position of saying you have to score 40-plus points to win every single week because they haven't shown you they're capable of doing that yet. I think that's the thing, too. 
too, is like, how does that offense look against a pretty stout, legit UCLA defense? They are for UCLA's defense is for real this year. It absolutely is. They are uh, they wreck people on the front seven. Uh, it's just it's the better side of the football for Chip, which you don't hear that very often with a Chip Kelly led football team. They, they're just such an interesting position because this week, I mean, you guys heard it. it it's it's Husky Duck Week. Like this is a massive game. This is one kind of lying in the weeds. Husky Ducks at 12.30, and then you get this game at 5 o'clock. They've got a chance here. I talked about this on Friday. You go to Cowan, you could win. They did. Mm-hmm. Now you're at home against a true freshman. Remember the Utah game a little bit. I'm kind of curious to see how UCLA looks this week on the road. And then you're at Arizona, and you're at Colorado with yep. Stanford. Like You have a real opportunity. I think everybody can agree. If we made hierarchies in the conference, it's probably Oregon and Washington – one and two, however order that is, I would say I think USC, because of Caleb and just the ridiculousness of his arm, is kind of right there. And then I think there's the Utah, the UCLA, the Oregon State, the Washington States. I think Arizona belongs in that category. Okay. If you want to put Arizona in that as well, you can. I think there's hierarchies in this conference, but the beauty of this is you just go play your schedule, and you could be in a position where you rattle off X amount of games after losing to Washington State. Yep. And then after that Stanford game on November 11th, the Huskies come in for your last home game in Pac-12 play ever, and then you're going to Eugene. Like, the schedule is right there. They just have to handle their business one game at a time. The UCLA game is going to be a really good find-out game about both teams because UCLA went on the road and lost to Utah because they threw a pick-six on the opening play of the game. Defensively, they were great, but everybody's great defensively against Utah. They backed it up, though, this week. with a, uh, They dominated Washington State. That was one of those games you look at the final score and it's really misleading. Cam Ward had a tough day. They barely had 200 total yards of offense, yeah. and that was a Washington State team that was shredding people on that side of the ball, and Cam Ward looked unstoppable, and they completely bottled him up. And so I don't really know what to make of UCLA. I think they're really good defensively. I don't know how to feel about Dante Moore on the road in a tough environment that he's going to face on Saturday night. And this, I feel the same way about Oregon State. It's mm-hmm. like I don't know how to feel about them the last two weeks where they beat an inept offensive team in Utah two weeks ago, as they should, and I love them to win that game. And then they go on the road and they give up 40 to Cal, and you're just, I, I don't know what to make of them. And that's why it's fun when you get to this stretch, the meat of the season, where you start to find out. If Oregon State comes out and wins that game on Saturday night by two touchdowns and the defense looks good, and that's a convincing top 25 win for the second time in three weeks. Right. I think a lot of those fears from the Washington State game will start to ease away. Doesn't mean you're going to cakewalk your way into Washington, Oregon to finish because Arizona is going to be a challenging game on the road. I think Colorado has the ability to give you some problems. Absolutely. So the next couple of weeks aren't gimmies, but this is nope. a, these are big find-out games, I think, for everybody involved this weekend. It's why I can't wait for this Saturday. We'll have more on the Oregon State coming up in the second hour, a little look-ahead spot for Oregon and Washington. Coming up next, though, I want to transition. I'm going to go to the NFL. Uh, what happened yesterday was quite a statement as Swag is over there already chuckling. So we'll get to that coming up. Dirt and Sprague back with more. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Came in feeling good. I got my Prime hoodie on. 
Play my theme music. How those almonds treating you? You talking trash to that one in five Arizona State fan base like you just won the Super Bowl? Uh, look at the Roly. Look at the Roly. What's well, an Apple Watch, but don't look at it. I think Danny Cannell had a pretty funny tweet. I don't usually say that. If, uh, if there was a Heisman for beating one in five teams, Shador Sanders would win it. Yeah, but if that crowd was popping off at you the whole game and then you got to beat them, wouldn't you want to throw it back in their face too? I would expect greatness, Brandon. I would expect greatness. <laughs> okay. We should be above celebrating a win over a 1-5 in five team. Well, Dion told the kicker to do his dance. <laughs> <laughs> Kid hit the game-winning field goal. Dion was like, do your dance. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I can't wait for the Colorado-Oregon State game. Cannot wait. I won't be wearing this hoodie. Okay. I promise you I won't be wearing the hoodie that week. You better not. Your fan base might run you out of town, man. You're going to get a pitchfork at your house. I got a beaver shirt underneath it. <laughs> it's amazing. Look, it's a moment in time, and I want to remember the moment in time. It's like when people bought big baller brand shoes like Alex Crawford Crawford, did. yeah. yeah. Um, so yesterday, the NFL, there's a lot going on in the National Football League. It ended up being entertaining with crappy games, and then the game everybody was expecting was a runaway. I feel like the action actually wasn't that good. It, it was it wasn't more the storyline takeaways from the results of the football game. But games, you had right? a lot of crazy, harried, one-score finishes. Like, the Texans-Atlanta game wasn't a great game, but no. it was But we knew it was going to be like that. It was, gonna be, it was entertaining at the end. Boy, Stroud is a stud. He might be him, dude. He's, He's, he looks incredible. He can, that was a big moment yeah. for Ritter, too, to have man. that game-winning drive because they were ready to run him out of town, yep. and rightfully so. More Minshew uh, magic? <laughs> he strung that together. Really? Just saying. Minshew magic. He's 2-0 and as a start. The dude just wins. That's all he does, Sprague. Why well, you got to hate? ridiculous. He's the new Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> he's a winner. I watched him play. Like, yeah, it's not like he's out here slanging for 450. No. And... That was about the Titans being, oh, that's right. That's who the Titans are. Not very good. Uh, Belichick, you know, realizing in real time as he's been outscored, what, 69 or 73-3, to whatever yeah. it is now, last two games. It's embarrassing. It's Bailey's happy time. I turned Let's on go. WEI this morning on my way in. I was curious. And they're, like, openly talking about how he's cooked. Yeah, that's just stupid. I would never get there. And I know I don't know what the grace period is on how long six Super Bowls should last you, but I'm going to give you more than, like, what has it been, four years since they won their last Super well, Bowl? Well, to me, it's not just a Super Bowl thing. If you were to count back how long this is going on, are we at five years where you would legitimately say they have been a, a real contender? Like, how many years are we talking here? I don't even know if Tom's been gone from New England for nine years. They won the Super no, Bowl five. For, five, for five years. What's I mean. their last? Because even Tom's last season in and New they, England, they lost that wild card game against the Titans at home. They got blown out. Yeah, and they won the Super Bowl the year before that. Okay, so, so that, post that Super Bowl. <laughs> like, what are we well, doing I'm just here? saying, when you set expectations. You their know, last Super Bowl win was 2018. 18. So and then they lost in the playoffs in 19. To the Titans. Then you had the COVID year with Cam Newton. They went 7-9. and nine. Yep. They had Mac Jones rookie year. They went 10-7 and seven and made the playoffs. Lost in the playoffs, though. Got they, blown they out. They did lose in the playoffs. Okay. And then they went 8-9 and nine last year. Yeah. So And I, this year, they're they're one of the worst teams in football. Yeah, look. It's going to be five years dirt of not being I'm, I'm, at I'm, all look, relevant. I'm not going to call that 2019 team irrelevant. They had the Defensive Player of the Year in Stephon Gilmore. They ran into a buzzsaw in Tennessee. Tennessee ended up going to the AFC title game. They beat Baltimore as well the very next week on the road. That was one of those random runs. So I'm not going to say that team didn't compete. They were 12-4. and They won the division. They had Tom Brady as their quarterback. They didn't win a Super Bowl, but that's the standard that's been set in New England. I just I think there's a, a bit more than four years of a grace period for a guy who's won six Super Bowls. What he's done the last couple of years offensively, I will not condone, and you were right to call it out last season. It was a joke to give his second-year quarterback not an offensive coordinator. 
So that was an epic failure. Mac Jones clearly does not seem to have it. I would argue, though, if you're if you're New England, you need to lean into this. Like, this is the way you need to go. You're not going to compete in the AFC without an elite quarterback in the years to come. You're just not. You have Kansas City with Mahomes, Cincinnati, who I know has not been great this year, but look at the last two years of Burrow, Josh Allen and Buffalo. I know they lost this weekend, but they're going to be fine. That's a really good team. Lamar and Baltimore, like you look around the entire landscape, it's very challenging. They need a quarterback, and you need a quarterback in modern NFL football unless you're elite everywhere else like some of these other teams are. New England is not that. Lean into this, dude. I, I would absolutely tank the rest of the year. Go find your franchise guy and reset next season with whatever top 10 quarterback you want to take. Will he stay there, though? I think there's a lot of... there's a That was what they're talking about EI is like if he'll even be here next year, if he wants to be here next year. I don't see him leaving that. I don't. How many wins away is he from becoming the all-time wins leader? Uh, 16 or 18? Yeah. He's, it's something like that, like a season or two more. Maybe he maybe he bounces to go be a coach somewhere else. There's a they, lot of Washington rumor stuff going on right now. Yeah. Other conference, desperate, kind of a restart, revamping. Yeah, so Don Shula's at 328. Yeah. Uh, Belichick, of course. According to this, I don't know if it's accurate. It says 298. Okay, so he's... That was from four days ago, I believe. Oh, but then that would make sense. So no, that's, that's not true. Okay. He's up to... Yeah, this is stupid. I, think I he thought he was like 18 that. away. I thought yeah. We talked about this on my gambling show last night. And... Yeah, but, yeah, I think he's at 330 now. So he is, what, 17 or 18 well, away, something like that? My, my only contention against him, because I, I see what you're saying. My only point or counterpoint to it is you got to be careful feeling like you got to ride the wave Tell the wave is completely done and on the beach. Sometimes, and I've noted this with coaches, Pop has Wimby now, so this is kind of a restart form. What was Pop post Kawhi and Duncan? Yeah, they were tanking, they right? Were like you can point to the great coach. Don Shula did not age particularly well. He did not go out the way he wanted to go out. This just happens in sports. Like Saban once was so levitated above college football that it was blasphemy to scream, "We want Bama." And I think Bama's a really good team, but they're not – I don't think they've separated themselves from all these other schools. I think they can be beat by two or three Pac-12 teams right now. It just sometimes happens in sports where this ages a certain way. And while I hear what you're saying, I don't know of anything that shows me any optimism towards having an offensive weapon the size of Caleb Williams where I go, yeah, that's the coach I want with him. I don't know if it is. I, I, he's 72 years old. He did. He was the head coach for the greatest quarterback of all time. I understand that. That ended four years ago. Four years is four years. <laughs> I mean, that's a high school freshman to college freshman yeah. now. You know, like that. that's what it does. And so all I'm saying is you want 73-year-old Belichick who gave his second-year quarterback a special teams coordinator, the yeah. offensive play-calling duties. Inexcusable. I don't know. And I think that's the hard thing is you buy all that cachet with those championships – I just don't know how long you're supposed – is it just – when he wants to go, that's it because he gave us all this winning. <laughs> or do you go, we we might have the number one pick in Caleb Williams. Do we want the offensive-based guy? Yeah, as of right now, they are – I mean, there's a couple of teams, obviously, that I think – well, only one winless team, right, still? But Carolina doesn't own their own pick. Carolina's pick they is – They are the only 0-5 team, yeah. And, and you want to talk about mistakes. I mean, we could talk about a mistake. It might be for Carolina to say – It's always a mistake to trade up to draft a quarterback. It always is. It I never works out. You give up too many yeah. assets. Like, I don't know how many teams need to see this. It's not the right thing. But because if, the surefire guys are never – those teams aren't trading out of those spots. Exactly, right? And so – 
you have Chicago and Minnesota who are one-loss teams. You have Arizona who's a one-loss team. The Raiders, the Broncos who are one-loss teams. And then the New England Patriots who are a one-loss team. So you're in the mix there for a top-ten pick. It might not be Caleb Williams, but it could be one of these other guys. Drake May, uh, Michael Penix, Bo Nix. Like, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this class that you can go after. It doesn't have to be the number one overall pick. What I would say, though, is I do find this a bit ridiculous because I think he's a victim of his own standard. Like when you're that good, Mm -hmm. having a three-year stretch where you don't win a playoff game is like, this guy's a bum. He's terrible. We don't say that about Dan Campbell right now. How many playoff wins does Dan Campbell have? Well, he's got none, but he's biting kneecaps <laughs> on his way to Right, we don't hold him to this standard. He didn't make the playoffs last year, but we celebrated him like a hero because he knocked Green Bay out and he gave us funny sound bites. And I'm a big Dan Campbell guy. I just I think Belichick is a victim of his own standard, and it's unfortunate. He is facing the reality that every team at some point has to face. It's really hard to find a quarterback in the National Football League. It's really hard to find a good one. It's really hard to develop them into a winner. It's not an easy thing to do. How many teams out there have we talked about ad nauseum who have been looking for quarterbacks for 20 years? Guys retire. Like, look at Miami in their history, finally finding it with Tua after Dan Marino retired. Cleveland has never had one. How long have the Jets waited for a franchise quarterback? Like, this is a very challenging thing to do. They tried on Mac Jones. It's clearly not working. And so I'm not just going to say the guy no longer knows out of coach football when I think the primary issue that they have is they don't have a quarterback. Now, part of this is his fault because he didn't do anything to help develop him in year two. They haven't gone out and got elite weapons for that quarterback. Like They have not surrounded him with enough talent, so it's not all on Mac Jones, but I also think it's just a real problem that NFL teams deal with, and I I do give a longer grace period. I'm going to give you 10 years. You win six Super Bowls for me, I'm giving you 10 years to figure it out. Coming up next, the best sport uh, sports story out there right now has got to be this, right? I'll tell you what it is next on The Fan. All right, poll questions up. If your team needed a coach, would you pick Bill Belichick, yes or no? You can vote at Dirt and Sprague. Uh, I, I really was thinking about this last night, and I'm sure one of you guys uh, could point something that I missed out. Can we find currently a better sports story than Brock Purdy? Can we? The Mr. Arelli, I mean, this topped Tom Brady. We found a guy to top the Tom Brady story of he's a six-round pick. This guy's the <laughs> last pick of the draft. He is, yeah. He's not going to make a million dollars in salary for a year. He has to have a roommate because he's too poor to live in the Bay Area. You a believer now? Are you all in I'm on the all in. I'm, I'm all in, dude. I, I, Look, it wasn't a he can't do it. It's more like I need to know how legitimate it was. And last year for me, it was... I thought we were kind of overlooking the McCaffrey element of it. Like, hey, McCaffrey's there, and he's giving you this great production. What Brock Purdy did to Dallas last night, yes, weapons, yes, offensive line, absolute stout defense, great head coach. I get it. That was unbelievable what he was doing down the field. I thought it was a great example of the two teams on the field of one that has handled their quarterback situation the correct way and got incredibly lucky. I will give, I will grant you that. And another team who has doubled down on a mistake. Like, the 49ers had Jimmy Garoppolo, who led them to a Super Bowl. A lead is not the right word. He was the quarterback of a team that went to a Super Bowl. They fell short. What did the 49ers, though, realize internally? He's just, he's not good enough. We need an upgrade of that position. Their path was to trade picks to go get Trey Lance. That backfired, obviously. They got incredibly lucky that they landed Brock Purdy. But I will always give them credit for acknowledging that they were coming up short at the most important position on the field, and they went about addressing it. The Dallas Cowboys have that problem. 
They've had that problem now for a number of seasons. And what did they respond by doing? They gave, they gave him a contract extension. They're paying that dude a ton of money. He's making like $30 million more than Brock Purdy right now. Who looks like the better quarterback? Yeah, it's not even close. It's not even close. And he's $30 million cheaper than the guy he's going against. To me, it was an example of a team understanding we need to make a change here. This is not good enough. It might be painful. It might not be easy. But we need to make a change here on a team that has doubled down in Dallas. Like, I'm, oh, I'm shocked. The Cowboys are fraudulent. I'm shocked. A team who still has Dak Prescott at quarterback yeah. and Mike McCarthy at head coach. I'm shocked that we all overreacted to them blowing out the Giants and the Jets in the first two weeks. They are not in the same class as the 49ers, and it was on display again last night. Yeah, that's the thing is you go look at the Cowboys' wins. Like, they've beaten nobody. New England. And they lost to Arizona. Right, right. Give me a break. But I think the Brock Purdy thing, I don't I don't want to turn it into Dallas because Dallas sure. that I mean that's Dallas. In a nutshell, is Dallas last night is Dallas. Every Cowboy fan, they start two and zero, tells themselves they're legit. We them boys. And a couple weeks later they play real teams, they get waxed or they lose a heartbreaking game. And they, like they're just not the top tier, okay? No, they're the same Cowboys they've always been. How do you get a quarterback with the last pick in the draft to replace the quarterback you traded? multiple first-round picks for, and what he was doing, again, I talked about this on Friday's show, his down-the-field numbers are insane. Yes, they are. And Debo, Kittle, whoever you want to, Ayuk, it doesn't matter, point to him, and you show me those windows they showed on NBC last night, that's a special talent to hit that. Whether this is the perfect system, I think that's clearly what we've established. And that's okay. Absolutely. But all of these great quarterbacks fell to the right systems. That's part of what this is. And they have found it in this dude. Dirt, this guy, he he makes like $700,000. It is unreal. The advantage they have financially to have this dude as their quarterback. Not only, and by the way, paired with that, finding the most important position (laughs) with the last pick of the entire draft. It is an unbelievable story. Just by itself, it is a great story, Dirt, that they have lucked into finding Mr. Irrelevant is now their franchise quarterback. Yeah, I'm trying to rack my brain and think if I can come up with one that's better than this right now. It's hard to. It's really really hard to. You can think of, like, athletes who – Maybe a, a, an athlete that's overcome uh, Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau sure. overcomes cancer, scores a touch. Like those are great stories. I'm talking just in the general sense of team building, identifying a position. I don't think you can find a better sports story than Brock Purdy in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I think I also give them credit too for having the acknowledgement that this is the dude. This is why this is why the training camp stuff of the Trey Lance trade and all that was laughable to me. Like Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant football mind. He's watching these guys day in and day out through training camp. You don't think he understands that this is the dude that's going to run his offense the best? Yeah. And they moved off of Trey Lance. A lot of times teams, when they give up that much capital to draft a guy, they don't want to acknowledge that they screwed up. And the 49ers were like, dude, we screwed up. That's our bad. We drafted the wrong guy. He's not very good. He's barely dressing in Dallas for all the thoughts of maybe he's going to have a chance. He's not even their second-string quarterback there. He's, I know. He didn't play last no, night. No, funny. He didn't. They brought in Cooper Rush at the end of the game. Like They acknowledged they made a mistake and they moved off it. And that's not an easy thing to do. Again, they got incredibly lucky. But what Brock Purdy is doing for them is remarkable. He has given them kind of the missing piece that they needed. They had everything else figured out on that team. Their defense is as good as it gets. They can run the football with anybody in the National Football League. Their weapons are remarkable, and you can pick your poison on any given weekend who the go-to guy is going to be. 
His job is very simple, and he is elite at it. He doesn't have to carry the team week in and week out. He doesn't have to throw for 330 yards. Just be efficient, find the right read, process information quickly, don't turn the football over, and you're going to win games. And you know what the 49ers have done? In every game that he has started and finished, yeah, they've won. They've never lost. They've never lost a game <laughs> that he has started and finished, man. It is, it is unbelievable. And I look at them right now. We were texting about this last night. I know Philadelphia deserves the credit. You look at the rest of the NFC, I don't think there's anybody in the same galaxy as those two teams. And I think right now, if the 49ers stay healthy, I would take them to easily beat Philadelphia. I think they're that good. I think they're that they're that they're that deep. Philadelphia has question marks in their secondary. Their defense hasn't been oh, good at times this year. You can that secondary in Philly. If you can yeah. if you can uh find some time for your quarterback, you can beat them down the field. Yeah. And so I I look at the 49ers as long as they stay healthy and you could say that about a lot of teams, but I think they're the most complete team in the NFL. That was my other takeaway was obviously Trent Williams is the best left tackle in football, but I was wondering about that matchup could it stay closer because of the pass rush of Dallas that D-line out pretty well on PFF. Use check ate his lunch, dude. Like, well, Trent ate his lunch. Use check would chip off him. He, the, the thing about last night is Purdy was really good. He was precise. He had time. Yeah. How often did you feel like you watched him be rushed or get sacked? Like Dallas couldn't get to him, but he didn't get happy feet. Like no. even when the pocket kind of closed he, in he, around, he's him, got good pocket awareness. He just he's like, no, I got enough room to get this off. How how I guess my question would be going to the second hour because we're getting to college football here. How can, it's one thing to say he's not a first round talent measurement wise. How can we not properly yeah, analyze did- pocket awareness? Footwork, <laughs> this, like yeah. decision making. Collinsworth kept saying that, right? What well, he was reading things at elite levels, and that was true. How can we not properly identify these things? You know who we made fun of before the draft? You remember this? They what's that stupid test that they take? The we, Rorschach test. The the Rorsch or not the Rorschach? Is that the Rorschach test? Anyways. Oh no, that's a psych. That's the yeah. I'm thinking class. of uh, <laughs> yeah. Wonderlick. The Wonderlick. Yeah. You know who had the worst Wonderlick in the draft? At quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Like we we don't. I don't think we can properly calculate what quarterbacks are and who they are. It's why that position is always a mystery. Yeah. So you watch it with Brock Purdy, and nobody wanted him. The Niners passed on him like seven other times, <laughs> and then C.J. Stroud gets made fun of for being the dumb quarterback in the draft. How's that looking? Doesn't look pretty dumb when he's playing football. He has instincts. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's just remarkable. We cannot properly identify the position, and you get stories like C.J. Stroud and Brock Purdy. It's it, The system thing is hilarious to me, too. You can say it all you want. I don't view it as a negative. Every elite quarterback is a product of the system that they play in. That's just a fact. Tom Brady doesn't win six rings without Bill Belichick. It does not happen. Patrick Mahomes does not have the success that he has right out of the gate without Andy Reid as his head coach. Give him Matt Eberflus in the Chicago Bears roster. Right. He's still great. He doesn't have two Super Bowl rings, I can guarantee you that no way because it takes an entire team so to say he's a system guy is hilarious like say it all you want man they're going to be laughing all the way to <laughs> not losing many games this year there's something to get on to today or tomorrow dirt on what you said there how does the nfc stack up to people when you look at the nfc if it's healthy as is how does it stack up our number two dirt and spray we dive into college football uh oregon state gets a road win and it's a pretty big week locally might have heard dirt and spray hour two on the fan we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.